Welcome to episode 72 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking before the podcast, just got a lot of stuff going on in my world, but I'm really worn out, but I'm energized at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird reality, but I, uh, we had a good meeting yesterday with the team with the marketing meeting and we are flying one of our team members out here from Idaho in about two weeks. And we're going to be really pounding through some cool ideas and we have some new products coming. So there's been a lot of stuff happening in the, the craziness of this whole, I'm going to say it, don't get mad at me. New normal. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of good things developing as well. Yeah. But lots of struggles, man. Lots of, lots of things over the last couple of months that I'm, you know, the biggest thing we fought with was material getting stuff in, which has led to a backlog of orders and a whole mess that we're dealing with as we speak. But yeah. Yeah. I hear that. So we had, I, I keep telling myself, Oh, as soon as we get through this thing, it'll be easier and but there's always another thing after this thing so we which we finally just got through a few big things so i i am hoping that it's going to get a little bit easier here maybe but uh so we did a beskar star wars edition neo mag i think i talked about this a little bit before a couple episodes ago uh we finally got the balance of the parts in this is what um that was may 4th we did the drop today is the ninth so one two three four five weeks later we were finally able to ship everything we had told everybody two to three weeks because that's what it should have taken so usps took two weeks to get parts from ohio to michigan and wow you could have driven there <laughs> a, a dozen times yeah and then uh on the way back i decided you know we're just going to overnight you ups everything which i guess still got to see what the charge is gonna be for that i might not have made any money on these but uh it stresses me out to have a backlog of a bunch of stuff that i can't ship and thankfully everybody who bought one was extremely uh patient and gracious with us and we try to keep everybody up to date on on everything but the frustrating thing is like uh i mean even even paying overnight things we never got anything overnight everything took took two to three days from ups on the way back it was better than two weeks so it wasn't i didn't feel like complaining but at the same time i'm paying overnight rates and it's taking two to three days but we finally got those out and uh I had made some EDC trays that were awesome. I made those like beginning of May and just timing wise, it didn't make sense to drop them until last Friday. So just, it's good to see those, you know, the work I did a month ago, finally. So that now there was two big, two big projects in our shop and, and I felt bad for Nate. He's our new shop manager. It just going nuts. Cause we had like 200 Beskar Neomags that needed built, packed, and shipped. We had 50 EDC trays that needed 
built, packed, and shipped. Like all this stuff happened on Friday, and he was just out there going nuts. I'm like, welcome to the job, buddy. <laughs> I also didn't feel too bad because he's on vacation this week. Jerk. I haven't had a week's vacation. I don't know when. It's like his third week here. Well, there you go. You got to just put the hammer down. Yeah. You're boss, man. You got I'm just kidding. I'm friendly <laughs> listening. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Don't get mad at me. Don't hunt me down. I hear the, hear this vacation schedule for a long time. So I wasn't going to, I was going to do anything to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've had a similar situation, which I think, man, I can't even remember this world. My life is just spinning right now, but kind of talked about the raw material issues and how we're experiencing lead times with our products and that has just been a nightmare through this whole thing just getting freight in with raw materials all of our armor plate it's just a fiasco and man it's like people in business tell you about the black swan events and how you can't really prepare for them and this is one of them but it's like i keep getting dealt these hands of black swan event and it's like, it doesn't really matter what you do when, you know, we ordered material in February and we're still waiting for it to be here. Yeah. You know, we ordered earlier and more than we have ever ordered before back in February with a guaranteed delivery date of like April 2nd or something like that. Well, we're obviously not quite in April anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's everybody that we've talked to, all of our customers are very understanding but at the same time, it's very frustrating because for five years, we've been a one to two day lead time company. We've just never, we're not into the whole making people wait for orders, especially yeah. stuff that should be normally stocked. And now we've got guys in the shop that, I mean, we have stuff for them to do, but if we had the material, we'd have full steam ahead. You know, we'd be producing so much stuff. But yeah, it's to me, it's it gives me anxiety to go look at our ship station and see just a backlog of a bunch of orders waiting to ship out. That, that yep. frustrates me. And then, like in ship station, there's it shows um, like new orders are in green and it shows you days, yep. and, and then the old ones are red. <laughs> and when I pull it up and I see like all these all these red orders, oh man, that just it. It frustrates me on behalf of my customers because I just I want to get stuff out to people and people and the coolest thing is people are just super super excited to get the stuff they're buying from us and it's exciting to see people excited to 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 buy our products and so I I, I get excited to to ship stuff to them and uh but anyway I think I think as of today I spent most of the day yesterday packing Beskar new mag orders, which I haven't packed orders in a long time. And, uh, but I was out there getting, getting those orders packed up and gone just cause I, I was done seeing them in the system and we had everything. So I think as of today, I think we're pretty much caught up on those things. I mean, we still have a backlog of orders. We're still getting more orders coming in every day than, than what we've ever seen before, which is unreal. And I'm starting the longer it goes, the less I'm thinking it has to do with COVID, you know, like that's kind of how I feel like a lot of this started, but man, right. I, feel, I, I feel like enough time's gone by now that, that, that no, I think craze is, has got to be slowing down. I don't know. I think you're right. I, and that's why, 
you know, as we were talking amongst our team, some of our team members were like, Oh, it's definitely gotta be the whole stimulus thing. And, and I've, I've been on the, the side of it's cool that everybody got, most people got stimulus money. Okay. That's a valid point. You know, they're probably going to spend that money on things they wanted to buy. But if your marketing was terrible and you weren't out in front of people, you know, they're not going to know about you and they're not going to spend the money with you. And at the same time we had sales before that and up to this point as well. So I, I don't know how much is driven by that or it, it could just be simple public perception. People are getting more confident in just going back to normal and now we're reaching more, more people, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that stimulus money came out a while ago. The people that were going to spend that, it's gone. The right. People that weren't going to spend it, haven't spent it. I, I don't. I don't think it's stimulus th- anymore. Now, there is some. Uh, there is some pretty uh, wild unrest in our country right now. I've had yesterday. I think I had six people message me on. I think mostly on Facebook asking me about about buying guns and recommendations on guns and just um <clears throat> and of those six people it varied from i i don't think any of them at least i could think of are are or were staunch anti-gun people but they're but, but they're people who were were at the very least pretty you know pretty lackadaisical about owning guns they've never owned one before and now they're really starting to, to to feel the need to be able to def, you know defend themselves. They're seeing you know seeing on the news police cars flipped over and and nine one one calls of a dispatcher saying hey you're on your own. So I, I think people are starting to people are finally starting to get the message. So you know there is that <laughs> you know I I I think there's a increase in people wanting to be prepared. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't I, feel they didn't feel that urge from the COVID thing. You throw a bunch of riots, and and then you realize when literally people are saying that nine one one is so overloaded that you can't rely on them. Which I, I've always been of them, and this is what I've tried to portray to my friends and family. I've always been of the mindset that I want to be prepared to call nine one one after. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be prepared to immediately and swiftly deal with whatever comes up. And I'm calling 911 because other stuff, you know, like yeah. I I don't I don't want to outsource the security of my family. And I think a lot of people are starting to recognize that you know, police are a great thing. They can be a great asset to a community. And you know, we're learning a lot as a nation, hopefully, and hopefully you know, this brings us forward in our nation, not backwards. I'm not, I'm not sure yet (laughs) with how things are going, but you still, no matter what, no matter what the good intentions are of, of the departments and the officers who want to protect their community, they're not going to be there when you need them. And people are starting to realize that. And I think you're right that some of that overflow that you're experiencing, and, and it's hard for me to attribute that to steel targets just because my product that our company makes doesn't 
inherently make you able to defend your, let me say it this way. You have to use our product to train and then you get the benefit of the gear and the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's always hard for me to say that events surrounding, you know, unrest are causing target sales, but it probably is also related somewhat because of our marketing being more modern, using more modern guns, having stances on self-defense and, and things like that. Yeah. But it's, it's hard. It's very hard. But if it makes you, it kind of made my head spin a little bit. So I have a really insane opportunity that came up with a very, very large company that everybody, anybody listening to this podcast, anybody who lives and breathes knows who this company is that we're going to be working with. And they have a marketing firm that's massive and the amount of data that they're able to gather. And this is what blows my mind. They can answer these questions as to why this is happening and how this is happening. And they break their customers into like a hundred different segments. And he was going over how they do this. And it quite literally made my mind melt. Just thinking about having team members, multiple team members devoted an entire department in a company devoted to analyzing a customer to the point where you know exactly who, how, and when they're going to buy. And it, it just, I can't wrap my head around that. And, and that information is so valuable. Right. Because now they're not guessing. Yeah. They're you not know? putting ads out to people who aren't going to watch and click on the ad. They're putting right. them directly in. So think about that next time you're clicking that ad. Some of these companies have millions of dollars to spend in their marketing and they know you better than you know you. And that's how valuable that information is that, that they can employ an entire department just to that. That's how valuable that information is. Yeah. I, I would love to have that information and instead of just, throwing money at different advertising avenues and seeing if it's going to work. Like knowing why people are buying, where people are buying, you know, what, what catches people's eye. Uh, well, and that's one of the things as we started out that was kind of hard to navigate is as you start your business, you get a ton of different marketing, like different companies reaching out to you, telling you like, you'll get the, they'll give you the secret. They'll give you the, you know, they'll analyze it and, and you definitely got to be careful. Some are legit and you, you just won't be able to afford them. But yeah, it, the tools that we have at our disposal are incredibly powerful. And it makes me, when I talk to someone like that, who has the knowledge and the experience in marketing, it sometimes makes me feel really dumb. You know, it makes me feel like, wow, you know, I, I know nothing compared to you know what this guy does but then you got to remember this company's been around for whatever 60 years and 50 years whatever it is and think about where you know it, where we could be in 30 to 50 years so that the timeline is something i keep in my head yeah i can't expect five-year-old little ta targets the little toddler to be having the team and the funds and the, the budget mm -hmm. and the ability to do what this company is probably doing a billion dollars or more in, in revenue. You know, you, you just can't, we're not on that level quite yet. No, we're not even, not even, <laughs> not even close. Like not even close guys. Like, just if you're listening to the podcast, like we're not, we're even, not even close, <laughs> not even like a sneeze 
to to them. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's app, there's applicable things between us and them. And I, I'm excited because I'm building this, this, there's a, a couple of relationships that are happening that I kind of stumbled into. And as they develop, I'll talk about them on the podcast, but for now there are, yeah, for now, as we're developing things, I'm not going to say anything, anything more than vague stuff. But when people, I think when people see what we're about to do, it'll, it'll be pretty cool. Awesome. Well, you know what time I think it is? Oh crap. Here Dude. we go. Here uh, we go. better not be the freaking. <sighs> it is. Hey, it's great. Icebreak. <laughs> you know, the worst part is we didn't talk about this icebreak before the podcast. I have no idea what you're going to ask me. I, I just, I just pulled one out and this is, I feel like this is, this is a pretty common one. So you might have, you might have something in your, in the chain okay, well, so. full disclosure, I'm really bad at questions like this on the spot. I, so. I, I think I'll have some for this. So, okay. If you could have any superpower. What would it be and why? Oh, man. I've been asked this question before, and I don't ever yeah. have a good answer. That's it. That's, that's, that's um, but see, this is where I give my answer, and then you give this, like, super thought out in no, depth. I, like, no, I'm not. Okay, I'm not okay. We, can you go first? I went first last time. Okay, well, here's the deal. Right now, I have a slight obsession with flying. Okay? Yeah. I think that probably would be one of my superpowers because then I, so as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more scared of heights as well. I didn't used to care. I'd climb a 50 foot tree and whatever. Good, good to go. You know, I'll climb anything, getting a little bit more timid. So now you can throw my fear of heights out the window. I can climb big cranes in the city and stuff and feel like I'm on the edge. But at the same time, when I fall, I can just fly away. Um, as long as I can fly like supersonic, I'll I'll choose that. But if I'm just kind of like a glider, I don't want that. Yeah. So that's probably that's my gut reaction is I'd want to fly. And I think that's I think that's a that's a solid one. That's I feel like if you went around a big room, that's probably the answer you would get from most people is, is they want to fly. And that's and that was my initial thought too is yeah. But then he thought about it. But <laughs> And I thought about it and you have to tell me, maybe this isn't a superpower. I, I think it is though. I want to not have to sleep. I want to have infinite energy. See, I don't want to have, sounds like torture. I don't want to have to eat. I don't want to have to sleep. No, just like imagine a life of just infinite energy. You always feel energized. You don't have to, you don't have to sleep. You don't have to, you don't really have to eat, which that's, that's sadly more than, more than anything. Cause I love to eat. I love food. I'm, I'm on the bridge of a, of being a foodie. Like I love food. So, but I want to eat because I enjoy it. Not because it, it has to nourish me, but more than anything, I want to be able to just exist and have energy and not, and not have to waste time sleeping. Sleeping is such a waste of time to me. Really? Yeah. I enjoy sleeping. Like I, think that's a, I think that's a terrible idea. I enjoy sleeping because it's because it gives me energy, but I'm not like, oh man, I can't wait to go be unconscious 
in my bed for <laughs> seven hours. Like there's nothing enjoyable. Like once you're asleep, there's nothing to enjoy. You're just burning, you're burning your life away. You've only got so many hours in your life, Jared. But what if, what if you have your infinite energy, but then because you're not sleeping, you're shortening your life. You're wearing out your joints. You're wearing out all sure. the stuff that, you know, so I don't know, man. I well, don't know that you're going to gain anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, like, we're talking superpowers here. There's something super, uh, what's the word? There's something crazy here that where your body doesn't need sleep anymore, so it doesn't need, your body is going to be able to. You're kind to, of explaining this ripple effect of what yeah, this like, ultimate because, energy, but kind of that's two superpowers. You're, you are invincible and ultimate not, energy. No, I'm not invincible. Okay. Like I'm still gonna die, but I, I but I, I can I can live the same length of life without having to without having to sleep. Interesting. I'm just I'm thinking about how much more stuff you could do. What would you do when your family's sleeping? I don't know. Probably work more. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's like no, the first like, thing I'm thinking about. I'll be like sitting there poking my wife in the face, like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I already kind of do that. But can we go do something? No, I like there's things that I can't, I don't have enough time in the day like to do everything I want to do, like go mountain. So you're looking at it kind of from the entrepreneur standpoint with kind of time and, and that's what's driving. And here, I just want to have that floaty feeling about flying through clouds and stuff. No, well, and that was, like I said, that was my initial thought because yeah, who who doesn't want to feel Plus, think the, about the hair in their bald head. Think around. about how much I would save on flights. Right. I mean, I could just literally probably tie my business partners and any team members up by a rope behind me and just kind of fly everybody hey, just, to wherever we're going. Yeah, make like a carriage thing to attach to you and just pull them around. Right. See, no, that, good. that is the entrepreneur's dream. Why don't you wrap us up on this topic? All right. That was, that was icebreak for today on play come on why isn't it playing jared it doesn't matter you can just add it there we go all right so that's actually kind of a good segue the flying thing so me and dusty are flying out tomorrow evening we're going to where are we going we're going to Mobile, Alabama. What is going on there? We last year we started working with Trigger Time TV, and they sent one of their videographers up here to us. It was a late fall. It was so cold. I think it was late fall. Um, and so this time we are going to go down there to film some spots with them so i'm on one hand i'm super looking forward to getting out of here and traveling because we've had a bunch of things canceled that i was looking forward to going to so i'm looking forward to to getting away and going to travel and uh i'm a little i'm not nervous about it but i'm a little curious to see what it's going to be like flying just with, with the state of everything right now um like covid stuff just masks and all that stuff. I'm assuming that 
they're gonna have, we'll have to have a mask on if you're in an airport or airplane so i'm not looking forward to having a mask on oh for that long yeah but, i have no uh, idea yeah that would suck um but i'm also a little nervous about just about leaving the shop for we, we, we're coming back on sunday so it's not real long and my family is actually they're kind of going on the vacation without me so that kind of relieves a little bit of it kind of actually kind of relieves a little bit of of stress i don't feel like i'm away from my family at home uh, you know the, the, they've got their own their own stuff going on they kind of got that's kind of a long complicated story with that but uh i actually want to get back i think that they're getting back the following that that wednesday so even when i get back i'm going to be able to to play catch up and not feel like I'm missing out on, on my family at home. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It's supposed to be stupid hot down there, which I hate stupid hot. I think Dusty's really excited about stupid hot because he's cold blooded basically. <laughs> um, but I, I feel that, um, I feel the desire to, to travel and and go places and be with friends because a lot of it was canceled. I mean, just think about wasn't it April we had the NRA show, NRA AM that got canceled, and that was a a big bummer for me because I was planning on being in Tennessee for at least a week, and I have a ton of friends down there that I was going to connect with. And with how things are going right now, with how busy everything's been, it just didn't make sense to kind of do an impromptu trip for me. But sometime soon, I will. And, well, I'll, I'd really like to find a time for us to come out to you, or if you guys want to, you want to come out here. But I'd really like to find find some time. I mean, half so we could maybe film some good stuff, but also have just to get together and just hang out and shoot stuff. And yeah, I've been talking to Paul about that a lot too. Just trying to get some time together and and make stuff happen, which was my goal this summer. It's kind of ironic. One of the things that we were going to do a lot of this year was connecting with influencers and traveling across the country and doing all this stuff that is now on hold. And I suspect, I don't know how things have gone with you and and your business as far as, you know, law enforcement sales or anything like that. I think fall is going to be crazy for, It is that because spending at the government level came to a halt and they're sitting, you know, they put it towards PPE stuff and all that other stuff. And I, I think I touched on this a little bit in another podcast, but the reality I think is fall is going to be busier than we are right now. And if that's the case, I'm really not going to be traveling much. So we'll see how things go, but I, I definitely, you guys are close enough that, we definitely need to get some range days together get some content together and then hang out and have some fun. And plus I'm going to be itching to get my Jeep on another road trip. Yeah. When you go to Jeeps on to an off-road trip, what we need to do. Yeah. We can make it happen. Yeah. We need to. But, um, so what was the other thing that's going on? Oh, so I'm, I bought the laser and I'm really trying to, uh, uh, so we we started offering custom lasering on on neomags. Yeah, and I think we've had a couple sales. I haven't really 
pushed it too hard. And we, we, we just launched that, but that, that's kind of exciting. It's something I've wanted to do basically since the beginning of Neomag. So that's pretty cool to be able to offer that, but I'm, I'm definitely trying to find, find more work, more work for it and really to be able to have the time to find, find, find more work for it. I was, like I was talking to you about something last night that I'm not sure if it's going to work or not, but, um, but you guys are going to be hopefully seracoding our next, our next uh, custom shop version here. So you've, you got some work coming your way too. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're, we're looking at, we actually, I think we're going to buy it. We've, we got this, uh, we got a lead on a big, big plasma table. And I, I think we're going to be picking that up in the early fall. I think the earliest we can get it is September. And that's a, a big table. That's an eight foot by 30 foot table. So we'll be able to really up the production. And then the goal for next year is to buy a fiber laser to get, you know, get rid of our small table, put a fiber laser there and then have the big plasma for target plates, things like that. And the fiber laser for the intricate parts, the gussets, paddles, things like that. So I'm excited to get our hands on those pieces of equipment, but it's going to be hard to fit them into our shop because eight feet by 30 feet is huge. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. I was kind of wondering about that. I've, I think it was last year we had talked, talked more about you guys wanting to get that, get that fiber laser and it just wasn't in the cards, but with the, with the growth you guys have had and, and everything, I wonder if that's becoming more of a, if of a reality. Yeah. If we can maintain this, over next year, which every year we've been, it's kind of ballooning us up. We have more resources, which we can then reinvest. And then, you know, that's how the snowball works. Yep. And if the pieces we put in place this year pay off, we'll know early next year if it makes sense to grab the fiber laser, but that's such an expensive piece of equipment. It's unreal how expensive it is. And like, yeah it's just an unreal amount of money and it's a scary thought to be putting that kind of money into a piece of equipment like a fiber laser the uh the big plasma table is very reasonable all things considered still a very expensive piece of equipment because it's a newer machine but it was used uh, a company is selling this used machine because they're upgrading their table to something else and this is an upgrade for us. And sometimes you can find those deals and, and make it work, but yeah, it, it will make sense. Probably I would pretty much guarantee in two years to get a fiber, but maybe next year we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And that's, that's the hardest part is kind of, kind of gauging that. And you and I, I know for a fact have talked in this podcast that oftentimes when you've bought a piece of equipment or invested in something, it opens the door to getting more business. And so it's like this weird ripple. As soon as we have that fiber laser, I have the capabilities of cutting very intricate pieces of metal. And that just gives us the ability to do even more stuff that right now we have on hold and that's going to bring more business, more partnerships, and it just snowballs from there. So I, it'll be worth it when you guys get it. And I think once you guys get it and get rolling with it, you'll wish that you'd done it sooner. But I, I but I definitely understand the hesitation on jumping on something that costs that much. Yeah, it's you could buy an entire building 
a 15,000 square foot building for the price of one of these pieces of equipment. Yep. And it's, I mean, it's unreal. It's unreal. There's, there's businesses that have been in existence for 20 years that can't justify going and getting a fiber laser. So it's definitely something we're not you know, closing our eyes, holding our nose and jumping in the water and saying, well, I hope this works. <laughs> Cause it's, uh, we would then actually be the only steel target company that owns a fiber laser. Really? Yeah. That's how price. So do most cut them with, uh, with plasma then? Yeah. Most are plasma or they outsource to a CO2 laser, which there's nothing wrong with that. But most of the target companies you see are not producing. They're not, they don't own their equipment. Um, they're outsourcing it, which again is not necessarily a bad thing. We've talked about that before, but even the big players don't have lasers because (laughs) they're, I mean, you get to the production of some of these big guys. And if you get a eight foot by 30 foot fiber laser, that's a $2 million machine. Yeah. So that's why they are not, not running lasers. That's crazy. But that's, that's the fun. I, I think that's the fun part of business is figuring out when can we do things? When can we hire somebody? When, you know, looking at these dilemmas that come up, that's kind yeah, of the fun part. Absolutely. That's something I've last month is going to go down in Neomac history is one of the, probably one of the most important months we've had We of getting, Getting the laser that I've wanted for, for years, getting the CNC machine I've wanted for years, hiring another person that I've needed for years. Um, that's all. Like those, those things are just so exciting for me because the things that I've wanted, but it wasn't time yet. And the fact that that we're able to do it now uh, shows growth and it shows shows progress, and it's just. Yeah, I agree. That's that stuff to me is what makes us this all so exciting. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that comes along with that. <laughs> but there's a lot of exciting stuff too. Yep. And that's that's kind of what drives us forward. For sure. All right, man. Well, I need to get rolling. I got I got what about a day's worth of work left before I got to got to leave town, so. Yep. Well, guys, Thank you for tuning in again to our podcast. Make sure you check out the Instagram page. Shoot us an email, forgingthejourney at gmail.com. Make sure you leave us a rating and review while you're listening to this podcast. That would be extremely helpful. And then you should probably share it with one of your friends or family members. Do it. Do it. I promise. It'll be good. All right, buddy. All right, yeah, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. See you.